Chapter Eleven of the Mysteries of Paris, Volume Three. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recorded by Celine Major. The Mysteries of Paris by Eugène Sue. Chapter Eleven, Part One, La Louve and La Goualeuse we firmly believe in the influence of certain master-minds so far sympathizing with the masses so powerful over them as to impose on them the bias of good or evil some bold enthusiastic indomitable addressing themselves to the worst passions will rouse them as the storm raises the foam of the sea but like all tempests these are as ephemeral as they are furious to these terrible effervescences will succeed the sullen reversion of sadness and restlessness which will obtain supremacy over the most miserable conditions the reaction of violence is always severe the waking after an excess is always painful la louve if you will personifies this fatal influence other organizations more rare because their generous instincts must be fertilized by intelligence and with them the mind is on an equality with the heart others we say will inspire good as well as some inspire evil their wholesome influence will gently penetrate into the soul as the warm rays of the sun penetrate the body with invigorating heat as the arid and burning earth imbibes the fresh and grateful dew of night fleur de marie if you will personifies this benevolent influence the reaction to good is not so sudden as the reaction to evil its effects are more protracted it is something delicious inexplicable which gradually extends itself calms and soothes the most hardened heart and gives it the feeling of inexpressible serenity unfortunately the charm ceases after having seen celestial brightness ill-disposed persons fall back into the darkness of their habitual life the recollections of sweet emotions which have for a moment surprised them are gradually effaced still they sometimes seek vaguely to recall them even as we try to murmur out the songs with which our happy infancy was cradled thanks to the good action with which she had inspired them the companions of la goualeuse had tasted of the passing sweetness of these feelings in which even la louve had participated but this latter for reasons we shall describe hereafter remained a shorter time than the other prisoners under this benevolent feeling if we are surprised to hear and see fleur de marie hitherto so passively so painfully resigned act and speak with courage and authority it was because the noble precepts she had imbibed during her residence at the farm of bouqueval had rapidly developed the rare qualities of her admirable disposition fleur de marie understood that it is not sufficient to bewail the irreparable past and that it is only in doing or inspiring good that a reinstatement can be hoped for we have said that la louve was sitting on a wooden bench beside la goualeuse the close proximity of these two young girls offered a singular contrast the pale rays of a winter sun were shed over them the pure sky was speckled in places with small white and fleecy clouds some birds enlivened by the warmth of the temperature were warbling in the black branches of the large chestnut trees in the yard two or three sparrows more bold than their fellows came and drank in a small rivulet formed by the overflow of the basin the green moss covered the stones of the fountain and between their joints here and there were tufts of grass and some small creepers spared by the frost this description of a prison basin may seem puerile but fleur de marie did not lose one of the details but with her eyes fixed mournfully on the little verdant corner and on this limpid water in which the moving whiteness of the clouds over the azure of the heavens was reflected in which the golden rays of a lovely sun broke with beautiful lustre 
she thought with a sigh of the magnificence of the nature which she loved which she admired so poetically and of which she was still deprived what did you wish to say to me asked la goualeuse of her companion who seated beside her was gloomy and silent we must have an explanation said la louve sternly things cannot go on as they are i do not understand you la louve just now in the yard referring to mont saint jean i said to myself i won't give way any more to la goualeuse and yet i do give way now but but i tell you it cannot continue so in what have i offended you la louve why i am not the same person as i was when you came here no i have neither courage strength nor boldness then suddenly checking herself la louve pulled up the sleeve of her gown and showing la goualeuse her white arm powerful and covered with black down she showed her on the upper part of it an indelible tattooing representing a blue dagger half plunged in a red heart over this emblem were these words ma au lâche martial p l v pour la vie death to cowards martial for life do you see that asked la louve yes and it is so shocking it quite frightens me said la goualeuse turning away her head when martial my lover wrote with a red-hot needle these words on my arm death to cowards he thought me brave if he knew my behaviour for the last three days he would stick his knife in my body as this dagger is driven into this heart and he would be right for he wrote here death to cowards and i am a coward what have you done that is cowardly everything do you regret the good resolution you made just now yes i cannot believe you i say i do regret it for it is another proof of what you can do with all of us didn't you understand what mont saint jean meant when she went on her knees to thank you what did she say she said speaking of you that with nothing you turned us from evil to good i could have throttled her when she said it for to our shame it was true yes in no time you change us from black to white we listen to you give way to our first feelings and are your dupes as we were just now my dupe for having generously succored this poor woman oh it has nothing to do with all that exclaimed la louve with rage i have never till now stooped my head before a breathing soul la louve is my name and i am well named more than one woman bears my marks and more than one man too and it shall never be said that a little chit like you can place me beneath her feet me and in what way how do i know you come here and first begin by insulting me insult you yes you ask who'll have your bread i first say i mont saint jean did not ask for it till afterwards and yet you give her the preference enraged at that i rushed at you with my uplifted knife and i said to you kill me if you like but do not let me linger long and that is all that is all yes that is all and yet these words made me drop my knife made me ask your pardon yes pardon of you who insulted me is that natural why when i recovered my senses i was ashamed of myself the evening you came here when you were on your knees to say your prayers why instead of making game of you and setting all the dormitory on you did i say let her alone she prays and has a right to pray then the next day why were you and i and all the others ashamed to dress ourselves before you i do not know la louve indeed replied the violent creature with irony you don't know 
why no doubt it is because as we have all of us said jokingly that you are of a different sort from us you think so don't you i have never said that i thought so no you have not said so but you behave just as if it were so i beg of you to listen to me no i have been already too foolish to listen to you to look at you till now i never envied any one well two or three times i have been surprised at myself am i growing a fool or a coward i have found myself envious of your face so like the holy virgins of your gentle and mournful look yes i have even been envious of your chestnut hair and your blue eyes i who detest fair women because i am dark myself wish to resemble you i la louve i why it is but eight days since and i would have marked any one who dared but say so yet it is not your lot that would tempt one for you are as full of grief as a magdalen is it natural i say eh how can i account to you for the impression i make upon you oh you know well enough what you do though you look as if you were too delicate to be touched what bad design can you suppose me capable of how can i tell it is because i do not understand anything of all this that i mistrust you another thing too until now i have always been merry or passionate and never thoughtful but you you have made me thoughtful yes there are words which you utter that in spite of myself have shaken my very heart and made me think of all sorts of sad things i am sorry la louve if i ever made you sad but i do not remember ever having said anything oh cried la louve interrupting her companion with angry impatience what you do is sometimes as affecting as what you say you are so clever do not be angry la louve but explain what you mean yesterday in the workroom i noticed you you bent your head over the work you were sewing and a large tear fell on your hand you looked at it for a minute and then you lifted your hand to your lips as if to kiss and wipe it away is this true yes said la goualeuse blushing there was nothing in this but at the moment you looked so unhappy so very miserable that i felt my very heart turned as it were inside out tell me do you find this amusing why now i have been as hard as flint on all occasions no one ever saw me shed a tear and yet only looking at your chit face i felt my heart sink basely within me yes for this is baseness pure cowardice and the proof is that for three days i have not dared to write to martial my lover my conscience is so bad yes being with you has enfeebled my mind and this must be put an end to there's enough of it this will else do me mischief i am sure i wish to remain as i am and not become a joke and despised thing to myself you are angry with me la louve yes you are a bad acquaintance for me and if it continues why in a fortnight's time instead of calling me the she-wolf they would call me the you but no thank ye it shan't come to that martial would kill me and so to make an end of this matter i will break up all acquaintance with you and that i may be quite separated from you i shall ask to be put in another room if they refuse me i will do some piece of mischief to put me in wind again and that i may be sent to the black hole for the remainder of my time here and this was what i had to say to you goualeuse timidly taking her companion's hand who looked at her with gloomy distrust fleur de marie said 
i am sure la louve that you take an interest in me not because you are cowardly but because you are generous-hearted brave hearts are the only ones which sympathize in the misfortunes of others there is neither generosity nor courage in it said la louve coarsely it is downright cowardice besides i don't choose to have it said that i sympathize with any one it ain't true then i will not say so la louve but since you have taken an interest in me you will let me feel grateful to you will you not oh if you like this evening i shall be in another room than yours or alone in the dark hole and i shall soon be out thank god and where shall you go when you leave here why home to be sure to the rue pierre lescat i have my furniture there and martial said la goualeuse who hoped to keep up the conversation with la louve by interesting her in what she most cared for shall you be glad to see him again yes oh yes she replied with a passionate air when i was taken up he was just recovering from an illness a fever which he had from being always in the water for seventeen days and seventeen nights i never left him for a moment and i sold half my kit in order to pay the doctor the drags and all i may boast of that and i do boast of it if my man lives it is i who saved him yesterday i burnt another candle for him it is folly a mere whim but yet it is all one and we have sometimes very good effects in burning candles for a person's recovery and martial where is he now what is he doing he is still on an island near the bridge at asnières on an island yes he is settled there with his family in a lone house he is always at loggerheads with the persons who protect the fishing but when he is once in his boat with his double-barrelled gun why they who approach him had better look out said la louve proudly what then is his occupation he poaches in the night and then as he is as bold as a lion when some coward wishes to get up a quarrel with another why he will lend his hand where did you first know martial at paris he wished to be a locksmith a capital business always with a red-hot iron and fire around you dangerous you may suppose but then that suited him but he like me was badly disposed and could not agree with his master and then too there were always throwing his father and one of his brothers in his teeth but that's nothing to you the end of it was that he returned to his mother who is a very devil in sin and wickedness and began to poach on the river he cannot see me at paris and in the daytime i go to see him in his island the ile du ravageur near asnières it's very near though if it were farther off i would go all the same even if i went on my hands and knees or swam all the way for i can swim like an otter you must be very happy to go into the country said la goualeuse with a sigh especially if you are as fond as i am of walking in the fields i prefer walking in the woods and large forests with my man in the forests oh ain't you afraid afraid oh yes afraid i should think so what can a she-wolf fear the thicker and more lonely the forest the better i should like it a lone hut in which i should live with martial as a poacher to go with him at night to set the snares for the game and then if the keepers came to apprehend us to fire at them both of us whilst my man and i were hid in underwood ah that would indeed be happiness then you have lived in the woods la louve never who gave you these ideas then martial 
how did he acquire them he was a poacher in the forest of rambouillet and it is not a year ago that he was supposed to have fired at a keeper who had fired at him the vagabond however there was no proof of the fact but martial was obliged to leave that part of the country then he came to paris to try and be a locksmith and then i first saw him and he was too wild to be on good terms with his master he preferred returning to his relations at asnières and poach in the river it is not so slavish still he always regrets the woods and some day or other we'll return to them from his talking to me of poaching and forests he has crammed my head with these ideas and i now think that is the life i was born for but it is always so what your man likes you like if martial had been a thief i should have been a thief when one has a man we like to be like him and where are your own relations la louve how should i know is it long since you saw them i don't know whether they are dead or alive were they then so very unkind to you neither kind nor unkind i was about eleven years old i think when my mother went off with a soldier my father who was a day labourer brought home a mistress with him into our garret and two boys she had one six and the other my own age she was a barrow woman she went on pretty well at first but after a time whilst she was out with her fruit a fishwoman used to come and drink with my father and this the apple-woman found out then from this time every evening we had such battles and rows in the house that i and the two boys were half dead with fright we all three slept together for we had but one room one day it was her birthday st madeleine's fight and she scolded him because he had not congratulated her on it from one word another arose and my father concluded by breaking her head with the handle of the broom i really thought he had killed her she fell like a lump of lead but la mere madeleine was hard-lived and hard-headed also after that she returned my father with interest all the blows he had given her and once bit him so savagely in the hand that the piece of flesh remained between her teeth i must say that these contests were what we may call the grande eau at versailles on common and working days the skirmishes were of a lighter sort there were bruises but no blood was this woman unkind to you mere madeleine no on the contrary she was a little hasty but otherwise a good sort of woman enough but at last my father got tired and left her and the little furniture we had he came out of burgundy and most probably returned to his own country i was fifteen or sixteen at this time and were you still with the old mistress of your father where else should i be then she took up with a tyler who came to lodge with us of the two boys of mere madeleine one the eldest was drowned at the ile des Signes, and the other went apprentice to a carpenter and what did you do with this woman oh i helped her to draw her barrow made the soup and carried her man his dinner and when he came home drunk which happened oftener than was his turn i helped mere madeleine to keep him in order for we still lived in the same apartment he was as vicious as a sandy-haired donkey when he was tipsy and tried to kill us once if we had not snatched his axe from him he would certainly have murdered us both mere madeleine had a cut on the shoulder which bled till the room looked like a slaughter-house and how did you become what we are said fleur de marie hesitatingly 
why little charlie madeleine's son who was afterwards drowned at the ile des signes was my first lover almost from the time when he his mother and his brother came to lodge with us when we were but mere children after him the tyler was my lover who threatened else to turn me out of doors i was afraid that mere madeleine would also send me away if she discovered anything she did however but as she was really a good creature she said as it is so and you are sixteen years old and fit for nothing for you are too self-willed to take a situation or learn a business you shall go with me and be inscribed in the police books as you have no relations i will answer for you as i brought you up as one may say and that will give you a position authorized by the government and you will have nothing to do but be merry and dress smart i shall have no uneasiness about you and you will no longer be a charge to me what do you say to it my girl why i think indeed you are right was my answer i had not thought of that well we went to the bureau des moeurs she answered for me in the usual way and from that time i was inscrite i met mere madeleine a year afterwards i was drinking with my man and we asked her to join us and she told us that the tyler had been sentenced to the galleys since then i have never seen her but someone i don't remember who declared that she had been seen at the morgue three months ago if it were true really so much the worse for mere madeleine was a good sort of woman her heart was in her hand and she had no more gall than a pigeon fleur de marie though plunged young in an atmosphere of corruption had subsequently breathed so pure an air that she experienced a deeply painful sensation at the horrid recital of la louve and if we have had the sad courage to make it it has been because all the world should know that hideous as it is it is still a thousand times less revolting than other countless realities ignorance and misery often conduct the lower classes to these fearful degradations human and social yes there is a crowd of hovels and dens where children and adults girls and boys legitimate children and bastards lying pell-mell on the same mattress have continually before their eyes these infamous examples of drunkenness violence debauch and murder yes and too frequently unnatural crimes at the tenderest age add to this accumulation of horrors the rich may shroud their vices in shadow and mystery and respect the sanctity of the domestic hearth but the most honest artisans occupying nearly always a single chamber with their family are compelled from want of beds and space to make their children sleep together sons and daughters close to themselves husbands and wives if we shudder at the fatal consequences of such necessity almost inevitably imposed on poor but honest artisans what must it be with workpeople depraved by ignorance or misconduct what fearful examples do they not present to unhappy children abandoned or rather excited from their tenderest youth to every brutal impulse and animal propensity have they even the idea of what is right decent and modest must they not be as strange to social laws as the savages of the new world poor creatures corrupted at their very birth who in the prisons whither their wanderings and idleness often lead them are already stigmatized by the coarse and terrible metaphor graine de bagne seeds of the jail and the metaphor is a correct one this sinister prediction is almost invariably accomplished the galleys or the bridewell each sex has its destiny we do not intend here to justify any profligacy let us only compare the voluntary degradation of a female carefully educated in the bosom of a wealthy family which has set her none but the most virtuous examples 
let us compare we say this degradation with that of la louve a creature as it were reared in vice by vice and for vice and to whom is pointed out not without reason prostitution as a condition protected by the government this is true there is a bureau where she is registered certificated and signs her name a bureau where a mother has a right to authorize the prostitution of her daughter a husband the prostitution of his wife this place is termed the bureau des moeurs the office of manners must not society have a vice most deeply rooted incurable in the place of the laws which regulate marriage when power yes power that grave and moral abstraction is obliged not only to tolerate but to regulate to legalize to protect to render it less injurious and dangerous this sale of body and soul which multiplied by the unbridled appetites of an immense population acquires daily an almost incalculable amount goualeuse repressing the emotion which this sad confession of her companion had made in her said to her timidly listen to me without being angry well what have you to say i think i have gossiped enough but it is no matter as it is the last time we shall talk together are you happy la louve what do you mean does the life you lead make you happy here at st lazare no when you are at home and free yes i am happy always always you would not change your life for any other for any other what what other life can there be for me tell me la louve continued fleur de marie after a moment's silence don't you sometimes like to build castles in the air it is so amusing in prison castles in the air about what about martial about my man yes ma foi i never built any let me build one for you and martial bah what's the use of it to pass away time well let's have your castle in the air well then only imagine that a lucky chance such as sometimes occurs brings you in contact with a person who says forsaken by your father and mother your infancy was surrounded by such bad examples that you must be pitied as much as blamed for having become become what what you and i have become replied goualeuse in a soft voice and then she continued suppose then that this person were to say to you you love martial he loves you do you and he cease to lead an improper life instead of being his mistress become his wife la louve shrugged her shoulders do you think he would have me for his wife except poaching he has never committed any guilty act has he no he is a poacher in the river as he was in the woods and he is right why now ain't fish like game for those to have who can catch them where do they bear the proprietor's mark well suppose that having given up the dangerous trade of marauding on the river he desires to become an honest man suppose he inspires by the frankness of his good resolutions so much confidence in an unknown benefactor that he gives him a situation let us see our castle is in the air gives him a situation say as gamekeeper for instance why i should suppose that as he had been a poacher nothing could better suit his taste it is the same occupation but in the right way yes ma foi 
it would be still to live in the woods only he would not have the situation but on condition that he would marry you and take you with him i go with martial yes why you said you should be so happy to live together in the depths of the forest shouldn't you prefer instead of the miserable hut of the poacher in which you would hide like guilty creatures to have a neat little cottage which you would take care of as the active and hard-working housekeeper you are making game of me can this be possible who knows what may happen but it's only a castle in the air ah if it's only that all very well la louve i think that i already see you established in your little home in the depths of the forest with your husband and two or three children children what happiness are they not the children of my man exclaimed la louve with intense eagerness ah yes they would be dearly loved they would how they would keep you company in your solitude and then when they grew up they would be able to render you great service the youngest would pick up the dead branches for fuel the eldest would go into the grass of the forest to watch a cow or two which they would give you as a reward for your husband's activity for as he had been a poacher he would make a better keeper to be sure that's true enough but really your castles in the air are very amusing go on goualeuse they would be very much satisfied with your husband and you would have some allowances from your master a poultry-yard a garden and in fact you would have to work very hard la louve from morning till night oh if that were all if i once had my good man near me i should not be afraid of work i have stout arms and you would have plenty to employ them i will answer for that there is so much to do so much to do there is a stable to clean the meals to get ready the clothes to mend to-day is washing-day next day there's the bread to bake or perhaps the house to clean from top to bottom and then the other keepers would say there is no such manager as martial's wife from the cellar to the garret in her house it is a pattern of cleanliness and the children are taken such care of but then she is so very industrious madame martial End of chapter 11, part 1 Read by Céline Major.